You're tuned in to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast. Hi, and welcome back to the Brand Ambassador Select Podcast, where we are building connections, showcasing the impressive and inspiring movers and makers. Today, we're going to learn how podcaster, reality television personality, and webmaster Ming Chen turned a fan website for the movie Clerks into a successful career, spanning from starring in AMC's The Comic Book Men and now co-founding a shared universe podcast studio, which is where we are today and where we've been broadcasting for the last 40-something episodes. So Ming, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's a huge honor, Lenore. Thank you so much. I got to be honest with you. I had no idea that you weren't from Jersey. I, I did not know. Do I act like I'm from this beautiful state? Uh, I grew up mainly in the Midwest. I, I've lived all over the country. Uh, my dad was an upstart engineer kept getting better jobs. He was that guy who was like, I, I need to put my kids in a good school district. So we moved around a lot. But I've lived in Jersey for, um, I've been here longer than anywhere I've ever lived. Really? Yes, I love it. Um, I'll, I'll probably never leave because of pizza and the bagels and that beautiful thing called pork roll, or if you want to call it Taylor ham. Uh, is amazing and I'm never going to leave. So I'll be honest, I never go with any of those debates because I don't like it. Like I don't like the pork roll. I don't like the Taylor ham. I don't. So I just completely um, go. Ag- I, I stay away from the controversy topic. It's uh, yeah. I guess I mean that's a that's a deep <laughs> argument. I've seen fights break out, fist fights even. And uh, yeah, you guys take things take it seriously here. And hey, I love it's you it. guys too. Now, if you're gonna say that this is the place for you, uh, right, us, we are uh, we we Jersey people. Yes, we take it very seriously. So how did you get involved with Kevin Smith and making your way here <laughs> to New Jersey? It's it's an odd story. You know, the usual the usual path people take is like, hey, go to school, get good grades, go and and get a get a job, have a stable career. And I was more like, hey, I just want to read comic books and play video games for the rest of my life. And uh, pe- most people who, you know, guidance counselors, my own parents were like, why are you reading comic books so much? Why are you so into pop culture? Why are you playing video games? No one's ever going to pay you to read a comic book. No one's ever going to pay you to worship pop culture. No one's ever going to pay you to play video games. Who has the last laugh now? Yeah, which, you know, as we know, in you know, in this day and age, uh, people do pay you and sometimes handsomely to do all of that. But I, uh, you know, I went to college, uh, University of Michigan, had no clue what I wanted to do. So I had other people guiding me. It's like, hey, uh, maybe you'll like pharmacy. Um, you know, you, you like to measure things. Uh, you know, maybe you'll like, to, you, know, you, you could sort out pills or something for a living. Like, nope. <laughs> That doesn't sound like fun. I was like, well, you know, um, economics, that's a good field. Uh, you know, uh, everyone likes to make money. I'm like, and once I learned about supply side economics, I'm like this, I can't do this. This is this is horrible. So I had like 20 majors going to school. Um, while I was in school, uh, I, somebody had taught me how to make, uh, create a website. And this was very early, 1994. So there was no Amazon, no Google, no Instagram, <laughs> uh, you know, none, no Facebook, none of this stuff. Um, but I, I fell in love with making this website thing. It was like, hey, you could put up a website about yourself. You could put up a photo and, and, uh, and you know, it was a total vanity project. But it was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And uh, and I, I, was, I was like, this is fun, but no one's probably ever, no one's going to ever pay me to do this. This is just for fun. Um, but meanwhile, I'd seen this magical, weird black and white movie with a bunch of foul language in it called Clerks, made by some nut named Kevin Smith. Uh, from and he was from Monmouth County, wherever that was, from Red Bank. You know, I'm like, where, where, who is this guy? Never heard of this town. I never, mark. yeah, who knows? Knew, um, knew nothing about New Jersey, but he made this brilliant black and white movie, which, um, 
the dialogue in that movie was what got me. Um, because if you look at the heart of the movie, um, it's in black and white. It's very grainy, very, very low budget. And it's about two dudes talking in a convenience store. And it's not very exciting when you read it on paper. When you watch it, though, the dialogue, it's its two two guys talking like me and my friends talked. Uh, talk pop culture, comic books. Uh, we're, 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 we're making fun of each other. And, uh, you know, the, the, the main character is working in a convenience store, has no idea what he wants to do with his life. I was like, wow, that guy's just like me. And his, his goofy friend who's always making fun of him, like, these are like my friends. And um, I, I fell in love with this movie. It, it, the, uh, yeah, the dialogue, everything about it was something I'd never seen. Uh, it, it, was like, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before. Like, this is, I didn't know that this counted as a movie. A bunch of guys talking in a convenience store. I mean, hey, there's a marker for everything, right? Yeah, so um, I, be, you know, I'm a, I'm, a big, I'm a big geek. Like, I become obsessed with things that, that are kind of obscure. And um, I, I needed to channel that fandom somehow. And, uh, you know, as it so happened, I was learning how to build websites. So I was like, hey, maybe I should make a fan website. I'll, I'll channel my fandom out that way. And what I was really trying to do was find other fans of the movie. Um, other people to BS with. You right, know what I exactly, mean? Exactly, <laughs> because none of my friends would watch it. It was in black and white. It was a grainy, it was an independent movie. They're like, well, you know, are there any ray guns in it? Are there any lightsabers? Uh, There's no color? Yeah. What know, year is the, this? Yeah, where's the color? And it was 94. And, you know, to, to, to be fair with them, the other movies out that year were Forrest Gump, Stargate, Pulp Fiction. Movies that had action, <laughs> gun battles, other dimensions, like portals to another world. So, you know, I couldn't blame them. But I tried my hardest to get my friends to watch it. They wouldn't watch it. So I was like, all right, I'll go out to the world. I put out my message and I'm a fan and if you maybe if you find my website you can tell me you're a fan as well and uh, I put up this website put my email address underneath it and lo and behold I was getting messages from people around the world going hey that movie clerks man I, you, wow, I didn't know anybody else liked it I was like yeah man I like it too so I was making friends what a way to make friends in 1994 <laughs> it was pretty cool yeah I, yeah there was no sh social media so there was no way to link up with other people other than you know kind of put yourself out there on a website and then one day the ultimate clerks fan contacts me uh, kevin smith the writer director creator of this movie who saw it and he was like hey man i i like what you did it looks like you took a magazine and put it on my computer i i i i, I think this might be the future uh, kevin very self-deprecating, but always forward-thinking. And he saw this as like, hey, this website thing might take off. This, you know, internet? It might what be, is uh, this? Yeah, what is this? This is magical. I, I don't I, know. Yeah, like, um, he really liked what I did. And it was like, hey, I'm, I'm starting a production company. I'm going to be making more movies. Can you put up a website where I can showcase all of this? And, uh, you know, as a fan, I was like, holy crap, uh, this guy... From I know he's from New Jersey, but he's also from Red Bank, Monmouth County. Yeah, question what? mark. Yeah. New Jersey. But he had also gotten a movie out to the world. Like so, to me, he was Hollywood. He was in the Hollywood system. To me, it was as if uh, like Brad Pitt emailed me, or you know, or you know, like Stanley Kubrick or or George Lucas, or like Spielberg emailed me, and uh, and asked me to help him out. And uh, did I was, you like <laughs> run around in circles? I was pretty excited. Yeah, How'd you I, celebrate? I, yeah, I, um, I mean, I didn't have any money or anything. I just, you know, a couple of woos, like a couple of shouts. Uh, you know, uh, maybe, maybe I chugged a Coca Cola. No pizza, know. no garlic knots, none of that. 
uh, the pizza and grog nuts where I was in Michigan at the time. Were oh, horrible. yeah. No, you don't want that. No, 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 You're no, right. No, I take that back. Yeah. So it was cool. So like, hey, will you help me? I'm like, absolutely. I'll help you out. This is cool. So I, I was like, wow, I can channel this new media thing that I discovered into um, doing something as a fan. But for the guy who created the fandom, uh, that's really, really cool. Like I was in disbelief. And uh, yeah, he was literally like, hey, can you call me tomorrow? I'm like, oh, my God. I'm getting your number. He gave me his number. And uh, and I called and he picked up and uh, yeah we started you know we started hatching plans for uh, this this website and um, and uh, yeah that got that eventually got me to Jersey we built this whole fan community we would throw all day film festivals where fans would come out and he would do Q and A's after the movies and uh, we set up a message board where he would interact with fans uh, he would yeah very very forward thinking that this is I, I was basically his social media manager before there was any social media so it was it was. It was pretty cool. I was, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, but I'm very, I'm very lucky, but uh, I, I was able to channel my fandom into working for the guy who created the fandom. It was, um, it was a very unique thing at the time. Throughout all the projects that you've had the opportunity to work <laughs> on, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned? Um, I think, and you know, the thing I tell, because now they're like, hey, will you come talk to kids and motivate them? I'm like, I. Like you don't want me to tell them to not study and just read comic books and video games, so I don't work hard. Yeah, get you know get good grades, and you know which helps, of course. But I I I usually tell these kids or anybody, just anybody who wants to do um, something like I did. I was like, listen, uh, go with, go with your heart. Um, don't let people steer you away from what you love doing. Uh, you know, like people try to do with me. If you like playing video games, great. Go play video games. Start a Twitch channel. Start streaming. You never know. You might blow up to be. I thought um, about doing that. Yeah, for I'm sure. not good, but I, I see these girls on there yeah. that are not good that have a name for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you want to make short films, great. Go make short films. Shoot them, on, shoot them on your smartphone. Put them on YouTube and uh, and do that. You know, you get those out to an audience. If you want to start your own radio show, uh, you know, start a podcast. Grab a friend. Start your own podcast. Get that out there. You come know, what, here. Yeah, come here. Start your podcast here to share the universe. Whatever you love doing, and if someone tells you it's not cool or it won't get you anywhere, but you love doing it, keep doing it because uh, um, it, you know it, wor- it definitely worked out for me, and I've seen it work out for other people for sure. It seems like a lot of people have asked you how to start a podcast. Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. Is that how this whole studio was born? It did. You so, and Mike, right? Yeah, me and uh, uh, Mike Zapsic, uh, Mike fellow co-star on the TV show Comic Book Men. Um, through the TV show, we got invited to a lot of Comic-Cons. But before that, we started a we started a podcast. Uh, Kevin, again, very forward-thinking, saw podcasting as the future. He started way back in 2007, blew up, uh, is known as one of the top podcasters now. He got all of us into it. He's like, hey, I'm starting a network. I need other shows that aren't just me. Uh, I want you and, and grab Mike. I want you guys to start a podcast. And I'm like, I can't. About what? Yeah, about what? It's like, <laughs> I can't do this. You're famous already. Of course people are going to listen to you. I, I'm, at the time, this was pre-TV show, I was known as a guy who worked for Kevin. So, you know, it wasn't, and only fans knew that. And it was kind of, a, you know, an obscure thing. And I was like, I don't have a built-in audience like you do. I don't even have a show idea. Why would I do this? I'll, I, I was the guy who uploaded his podcast to, like, iTunes. I was the, the behind-the-scenes guy. I was perfectly fine doing that. But he was like, I, I, I need other voices. I know you love pop culture. I know, you know, I know you love, you love fandom. Uh, start a podcast about that. I'm like, really? I can start a podcast about Star Wars, comic books, and and food. 
those are like the top three things that I love in life. All three. He's like, that's a podcast. I'm like, no way. Like, who's going to who's gonna listen to that? Nobody. That's such. A, that's not a show. And he's like, your audience out there will be other people who love Star Wars, comic books, and food, or some variation of the three, or maybe only one of the three. But if you, if you start and you keep going, and you said those are the three things that you love, can you talk about them for, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour without even researching anything? I'm like, oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, that's what we did. We sat down in the back of Kevin's comic book shop around a poker table, and we recorded our first episode. And it was so much fun that we wanted to keep going. And that was over 10 years ago and over 300 episodes ago. So, it uh, yeah, and it, and it worked out. It, in small ways, it led to getting a TV show. And what were some of the? Okay, so I've seen a lot of I've seen a bunch of episodes, oh, right? Thank what you. was not shown? Like, what are some of the funny things or the stories that were not seen on actual television? There has to be a few. We um, I well, I think the things that that didn't make it on the TV show were just uh, you know, our TV show is based around people coming in to buy or sell things at the comic book shop in Red Bank. It's Kevin's comic book shop. It's called Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash. So we had a bunch of people come in. They were real people looking to buy or sell something. And, you know, a lot of some of them maybe were not as personable or maybe they got stage fright or maybe, you know, maybe they, they were just not as uh, animated as we would have liked to have seen them on TV. So that that those are one. Those are the ones that didn't that didn't make it. I think for the most part, anything that was funny or um, entertaining pretty much made it so um you know actually you know what didn't make it if you watch comic book men it's four guys yeah in the show there's one guy he's a big tall guy he's got a big beard he's very cantankerous cranky has a bad attitude <laughs> um doesn't smell all that great and uh he's the one who is known as a guy who made fun of me all the time that was kind of our roles he was the jokester i bore the brunt of a lot the of punching the bag i was a punching bag as they called me and uh he but He's very funny. He's very quick, very fast with the insults, uh, but he doesn't have a filter either. So he, a lot of, I would say maybe about 80 percent of the things he said on camera didn't make it. It's too hot for too hot for basic cable. Too hot for AMC. So and uh, a lot of times he would do it on purpose, knowing that it wouldn't make it, but he couldn't help himself. So that uh, yeah, somewhere out there, there's a Brian Johnson reel of uh, too hot for TV out there and. <laughs> Someday we may see it. Hey, I'm waiting for it. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure if you got a bunch of people to like like a Facebook page or something like that, they'll all support it. Somewhere buried in a vault is that gold somewhere. In a, I, I, I'm going to have to go on some kind of like Ocean's Eleven type heist to find it. Was there anything that uh, a, a customer has brought into the store that you were complete at awe over? I, uh, I'm a big G.I. Joe fan. Um, for any of you, uh, you older kids out there from the 80s, and uh, a someone brought in it's it's uh, in eight, 1984 the GI Joe or, uh, Hasbro who makes GI Joe came up with a seven foot aircraft carrier. It's known as one of the biggest toys ever made, and it was also one of the most expensive toys ever made at that time. It, it broke the hundred dollar barrier oh. at the time. We're talking eighty four dollars. So it, there there was never a toy up until that point that cost that much, and I wanted this thing. I begged my mom and dad. I may, I tried the, the old trick. Uh, you don't have to buy me a birthday or Christmas present for 10 years if you buy me this. And they, they weren't buying it. They, they didn't bite. So, and, uh, so I never got it. That, 
this was in an era where the little figures that came that were supposed to go on the aircraft carrier were at most three dollars so there was no way my neighbor who lived behind me who i hated <laughs> ended up getting it because his parents had just split up and you know what happens to kids of divorce they get whatever do you they hate want. him more uh i did at the time when he got it for christmas and uh so you know i was on this 30-year quest just to someday own it and lo and behold 30 years later a guy brought it in the store he wanted to sell it um offered a pretty good price which unfortunately was actually five times the price of what i could have gotten it for for originally oh. but you know in in today's dollars and today's market it was a pretty good deal so i ended up i ended up buying it and uh you know even is it above your mantle, like your fireplace? Is that where it's located? It's not. It's too big. It's too big. It's it's in pieces. I can't even set it up anywhere. I can't even set it up in here. It's too big. Really? Yeah. What did you say? It was six feet? Is that seven. What? Seven feet. Wow. It's, uh, That's yeah. uh, a basketball player. It's yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, so it sits in pieces now. But I but you know I was able to get it thirty years later. Never give up on your dreams, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it uh, it they may come true. Yeah, my, the G.I. Joes killed my Barbies growing up. They they definitely won the battles in my household. I That's that's too bad. As we know, you know, females are way stronger. So uh, and, and there were a lot of very strong, awesome female G.I. Joes as well. So Yeah, my brothers didn't have those. They made sure to only get the guys to stomp on my Barbies going yeah, through. And now we know in hindsight that, yeah, the Barbie's way stronger. They, uh, they, uh, we, we know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I looked up. I'm not a smart, not a very good like comic person okay. i'll be honest with you so i looked up facts fun facts okay. i want to see how good you are oh boy i don't know them i okay. didn't know the answers i looked up the questions i okay. don't want to give myself any credit whatsoever this okay. is just research okay the first one what alien species bonded with eddie brock to become venom uh i well they just call it kept calling a symbiote Ding, 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 ding. Okay, I didn't like. I didn't know if it was an if they uh, got even more elaborate than that. Oh, but, I don't yeah. uh, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. let's go next one. In what issue did Wolverine first appear? Uh, well, if you look, if you Google it, it, it will say the Incredible Hulk 181. Yeah, that's what I. Oh, we know I got 180. Well, it is his true first appearance. Is his first full appearance is 181. That's the one that's worth like twenty thousand dollars. But he appears on the last panel of 180. And you know, technically, that's his first appearance. But so we're both right. Okay. Yeah. You're you're two for two right okay. now. Okay. So which Star Wars movie does the line "Luke, I am your father" come from? <laughs> that would be uh, "Empire Strikes Back." The uh, the immortal line, uh, "Luke, I am your father." The <gasps> one, uh, no. Shock the world. It's not "Empire Strikes Back." N well, I mean, yes, but apparently he never said the word Luke. Uh, it's just yeah, I am your father. So well, that's a trick question. Then. There we, uh, you're supposed to be the pop culture guy. Like the, all right, the exact line is no, I am your father. Okay, and then, yeah. Well, we'll redeem yourself right. there. I like uh, okay. I didn't know I was being <laughs> tricked. Uh, I didn't know I was being uh, yeah. It's trivia. Okay. You never know. You know, as a nerd, yes, we should be correcting everybody. <laughs> and it's like no, he never says that. It's not Luke. I'm your father. Like, no, I am your father. The word Luke is never uttered. Okay, I love it. This one may be a difficult one. Okay. Who was the first actor to portray James Bond on screen? Wow. The keyword is on screen. That's a great question. Um, so, I mean, uh, you know, it, it's not a trick question, but, you know, like, it's not Sean Connery or George Lazenby. Or uh, I think Woody Allen even took a turn. No. Um, I, no, I, I you're don't. You're good, you're good. 
You're keep on the right going? path. You're on the right path. Well, was it Roger Moore? I um was it Woody? I um shoot. I I I can't I cannot pull his name out. Who was it? So his name is Barry Nelson. Barry Nelson. He appeared in the 1954 made for TV movie adaptation <laughs> of Casino Royale. Wow. Okay. Well now we know. I'm now we're gonna win every trivia. <laughs> right? So if you ever go on Who Wants to be a Millionaire or Jeopardy yeah. or something like that, and this is the question, you better get it right. <laughs> right. Wow, Barry Nelson, where is he now? Not alive, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Now Good question. Who wrote the McDonald's jingle, I'm Loving It? Wow, is this somebody I should know? Uh, I don't know. I did not know. This is a I'm total, I'm loving like, it, but this is all pop culture, so... Yeah. I I mean, was it Alan Thicke? Because uh, it wasn't Alan Thicke. No. Was it, somebody, was it somebody that we know? I don't know. I mean, like, I know the name. Okay, what's the name? Pusha T. Pusha T. Okay, yeah. that's, uh, I no, I had no clue about that. Push a T. Yeah. Okay, I thought maybe it was like Michael Jackson. Wrote it. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 you're not. You're not like. Okay, okay, okay. So that far off. Push a T. No. Okay, we got. I got a bunch. I want to see how oh, good yeah, you go are. Go for it. What Top Gun character is Captain Marvel's cat's cat named after? Uh, it was Goose. Uh, Anthony Edwards. Ding, 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 yeah. ding. <laughs> that's a good one. What are the names of the four Hogwarts houses? Uh, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff. Gryffindor and Slytherin. You are good. <laughs> Not in my order, but you were good. Okay. Um, when just a child, when when just a child living on the street, Storm attempted to what? I mean, her powers changed to weather. Did she? Um, I think she tried to shoplift something, but I can't. Um, was it food? Was she shoplifting food or? You're getting hot. You're getting colder. You're getting no, colder. she didn't try to steal a car. What the? What was, what was she shoplifting? I. What is the answer? Pitpocketing Professor Xavier. Ah, right. Okay. Yes. You were. You were warm. Yes. Very warm. Now we got Fin Fang Foom. Yes. Is the alien from? From. Oh crap! I should know this. Uh. I, um. It's not. What is it? Um, Maclu 4. I think that's the 4. What's the I and the V? That's the 4, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's the planet. Oh, it's a planet. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you this is not... I was not definitely the one that knows these answers. Okay, another one. Good questions. Comic books were first popularized in the United States during what decade? Um... The 1930s. You're good. Okay. And the last one on my list Ooh, of okay. testing you. What was the first known proto-comic book magazine in the U.S. called? Proto-comic book magazine. So it wasn't Action Comics. It was probably something before that. Um, I I don't know. What, what was it called? The Yellow Kid in McFadden's uh, okay. Flats in 18 <laughs> se- no, 1897. Yes. Caused a lot of controversy. <laughs> yes. You did pretty good. Eh, I could have done better. I'm going to get grilled for, uh, they're like, oh my God, you didn't know it. Fing Fang Foom, but yes. I'll make sure to cut that into a specific no, clip. No, 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 no. This is, I'm so terrible at trivia. It's ter- I'm awful at comic book trivia. What was actually the comic book that got you started into everything? The uh, It was uh, Avengers. The Avengers uh, number 214 was my very first comic book. I got it when I was in first grade. A fellow classmate had gifted it to me. And uh, just the cover entranced me. Like I, I knew of comic book characters, 
but I had never read a comic book up until that point and getting this I was like wow this is not Jack and Jill went up the hill <laughs> to catch a pail of water yeah right this is not ABC's or one two threes this is not Dr. Seuss this is what is this and it blew my mind that there were costume characters there was, there was a guy in, a, in gold and red armor there was a guy with a big shield there was a woman who was covered in like in uh, cat fur named Tigra and uh, there was a guy with a flaming skull riding a motorcycle can you imagine at six years old you're seeing this for the first time and uh, my mind was just blown so I read that thing cover to cover uh, there was there was an ad for like fart spray and invisible <laughs> invisible specs like all this stuff entranced me as a kid so that got me in immediately and I still have that I still have that that book uh, many many years later is that on the mantle not the GI Joe it's stuff? not on the mantle unfortunately it's in a box in storage I should display it as the one that started it all but yeah yeah but next you, to your name tag yeah and it's funny that you know people are like oh what's that worth what's your most what's uh, your most valuable comic book and you can measure it in dollars and cents and that book I just mentioned is worth you know if it's in really good condition maybe ten dollars but your first one is invaluable for sure. Have you ever thought of actually creating your own comic I have. book or character? It, I have. I, I like if I were to do it, like now would be the time to do it, right? You know, I was on a Time's TV, a ticking. I was on a show about comic books. So I'm sure if I if it was halfway decent, there would be a publisher out there and an artist who would be out there who would be willing to draw it. It's it's intimidating though. As a fan, you want it to be good. You don't want it to be awful. And um the uh and, I'm, and the other thing is I'm surrounded by great talent, so it's hard to measure up. Kevin Smith is a comic book writer. Uh, you know, all these people came on our show or who I see at Comic-Cons. They're known professional creators. So it's it's tough. I guess I, I should really just ask them for advice. I really should put pen to paper, but it's harder, it's harder than it looks for sure. But I, I do want to do it for sure. So what advice do you actually have for anybody who's looking to start a podcast for, you know, just because they want to or for even a business? I, I think a lot of people are intimidated by this. Like, oh, I have to buy gear. There's a lot of technology. I, where do I upload it? And how do I get listeners? Uh, maybe, you know, some people are like, well, I, you know, after I buy all this, how do I make my money back? You know, but uh, I mean, number one, first and foremost, we, we started doing this for fun. So even if you're maybe going to turn this into a business or some kind of money-making venture, at least make sure you're going to have fun doing it. Because if you're not, then forget about it. It's uh, no one wants to start something and, and it becomes work because then you're not going to you're not, you're not going to want to do it anymore. So uh, that's number first and foremost. Uh, do it for fun. Grab a great co-host, maybe someone you've known for for a long time that you know you have a great rapport with and will co-host with you and. Um, you know, if, at the heart of it, we're having a conversation. So if you're going to have a co-host or co-host, it's it's all conversational. Um, you want to make sure it flows and sounds awesome. And uh, you're going to laugh and you're going to make fun of each other. That And that's fun. So uh, that that's great. And um, it's, uh, you know, don't be intimidated. It's not it's not scary at all. I think a lot of people come in here for the first time. It's like, oh, I've never done this before. Like you can edit this. Like you audio, you can edit. Yeah, which can. I don't think many people realize. You can, but our our goal in here is like, hey, come in. I most people have never done this before. Most people have not gone to broadcast school or had training. Don't worry about that. Come in, have that usual conversation. Uh, find something that you love and make that the topic that you want to talk about, and come in and just do it. And I I almost guarantee you, within that first episode, you're gonna be like, wow, that was fun. When can I come back? This is this is this is the um, 
this is cool. I mean, we we live in a world where all the walls have broken down. If you wanted to be on the radio, most people had to go to a broadcast school and then go on an audition and have like a radio station and a demo and a demo and you've you've been through all this i have them all yeah and all that that you've been through uh you know i'm sure you you're prepared it was painstaking it, it may have been you know there may have been times where you got frustrated but now if you want to do if you want your own radio show distributed worldwide you can come in here and start a podcast and all you have to do is talk is very simple. Yeah. The website is a shareduniverse.com if you would like to reach out to Ming. His email address is ming at a shareduniverse.com as well. You can follow him on socials at mingchen37. Thank you so much for joining Absolutely. us today. Thank you. That's a wrap on another episode of the Brand Ambassador Select podcast. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss one. More at brandambassadorselect.com and we will see you next time.